Hey, Dad, what do you do when you're out with friends? The waiter comes up and tries to take everybody's order, but the whole table freezes up, and everyone's looking at each other trying to find some help. Mm, that's a great question. So what, what should I do? You should have some confidence, Dad, or as our friends at Jägermeister call it, shotfidence. If everyone's having trouble ordering, here's what you do. You take charge, you grab the bull by the horns, you find that dog in you, and you make an executive decision. And just order for the table a round of ice-cold Jägermeister shots. Damn, that's cold. Because apparently, we've all been drinking Jägermeister wrong. Did not know that. How should we be drinking it? Glad you asked, Dad. We should be drinking it ice cold at zero degrees Fahrenheit. Well, that brings up other things that I love ice cold as well. And I'll tell you right out of the gate, that's going to be a candy bar pulled out of the freezer. That's my way of eating candy. Oh, I love it. On the golf course out there, you get to the turn in the middle of the round there, and you get to that little clubhouse there, and they've always got the candy bar options, and I always see they've usually got a little box of them in the freezer, and it always makes it better on a hot day out on the golf course, taking a bite of that cold, cold chocolate and getting ready to go for the rest of my round. It's the same way with Jägermeister. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice-cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume. Imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Lots of things go better together. Hockey, food, golf, peanut butter and jelly, Gojo and Golik, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. What? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's a beautiful What's up, everybody? Welcome to Gojo with Mike Golick Jr. That is me. Uh, not with me, as always. Today is Brandon Newman. Super producer Brandon Newman is off attending to family business. He's getting ready for a big old move. And so uh, we called in the big guns today uh, to help out with that. Uh, with me, as sometimes... Charlotte Wilder, who you could see right now, full on flexing if you're watching on YouTube, and Jessica Smetana, both joining us. I don't know if you guys are aware, Charlotte and Jess are friends, and uh, they're here on this podcast now. What's up, guys? Hi, Mike. Hi, Jess. That's true. We are friends. Hi, Char. We are friends. I don't think anybody knows it. No one on the internet tweets at me about it ever. Um, Mike, I want you to answer the question that I was trying to ask you before we started, which is, have you ever forgot to start recording? 
Uh, no, forgotten. I've never, I've never forgotten to, no, like I've gotten going and then just had to sheepishly hit it in mid conversation, but I don't think I've ever full on forgot why is that happened over on Golik and Smeddy, the fine podcast that everyone should download, subscribe, rate, review. <laughs> it hasn't happened on Golik and Smeddy because we have a producer who does that for us. If your dad or I were in charge of it, who is to say, but I don't know. It feels like something that's probably happened before to one of us. Have right? we? Char, has that ever happened to you? Uh, no, because nobody ever puts me in charge of recording. They're like, oh, this okay, girl's going to mess it up. But did we ever do that on MVP? No. On our podcast? No, no like, we never did. Things definitely got met. Oh, you know what it was? Is they, f- they would forget to cut out the things that we were like, please definitely don't <laughs> put that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and and I would listen in a panic and text you and who and be like wait for, for, at forty twenty six you need to take this out. <laughs> <laughs> that is the harrowing part about podcasting. I feel like is when you're doing live like. I always said live radio makes me feel like I get my grandma's house voice where you know, all right, in this environment, I can't cuss. I've got to be buttoned up. Podcasting always has this weird way. And I always said this before I started doing it full time. Every time I would do someone's podcast, I would walk away and stress for the next hour. Like, oh, I said too much. I gave way too much of myself. I was way too comfortable. This is going to go bad. Mike, I feel that way every time after I do this show. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, is that one thing? But I mean, that's natural, right? I don't know. Do you feel that way, Jess? Are you over that? Well, we do the Levitard show live twice a week and then live to tape the rest of the week. So I'm constantly having to remember which one it is so I can either swear or still swear because there's not really any filter for it. It's just like, oh, we have to bleep that or oh, it's too late. That already happened. Right. Hey, you know what? That's just showbiz. That's all I say after anything like that happens. That's showbiz, baby. That's all that (laughs) happens. Um, We got a great show today, mostly because uh, it's entirely random and chaotic. And the only real notes I came in uh, with today wanting to talk about was celebrity sightings and this trend of AI pictures on the internet (laughs) that apparently both of you guys have taken part in. I haven't taken the plunge on this yet because I heard it costs like $10 or $12. And... I, I don't know. I haven't gotten to the point yet because I've done the thing before. I feel like this AI thing is just a more souped up version of these really pretty filters on Instagram that I've occasionally yes. done to myself yes. to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. And this is just the next step up from that. Let me tell you something. This was a humbling experience for me because I've been watching people post these like very attractive AI generated photos of themselves the last few days and being like, oh, that looks interesting. I'm probably not going to download that app because they're just harvesting my photos Mm -hmm. or something. But then one of our Levitard show producers uh, sent me AI generated versions of me that he did from our photos from our, our photo day. And he was like, hey, these didn't turn out so great. Do you have like better <laughs> selfies of yourself? And I was like, yeah, I'll send you some. But like, what what happened? And he sent them to me. And I was like, Par- pardon me? Like, I have six eyeballs in one of these photos. Like, it's so, it's not even like, oh my God, I look ugly. It's like the computers completely like forgot how to make a face when they saw my pictures. And it's a disaster. I'll, I'll send some of them to you guys. Um. Charlotte, have you attempted to do this yet? Yeah, and I definitely have like four knees in one of them. I have to tell you, I had I had a similar experience. This is really this <laughs> talk about giving too much of yourself. So I did it first, right? And I put in like 
10 pictures because it was like 10 to 20 pictures. And I yeah, was like, you need 10 pictures. I'm like, I don't have 10 selfies of just my face. Right. I, I do from the random, from the college football games I went to where I would be like every college football <laughs> game I went to, I would take a bunch of selfies because like, I didn't know what else to do for social media. As one, as one. <laughs> Cause would. I'm a geriatric millennial now. Um, and so I like put in 10 and I was like, that should be enough. And then I did it and I was like, okay, everybody else looks super hot and I do not. So not only did I do it once, but I then paid to do it another time and uploaded <laughs> more pictures of myself to see if I'd Wait, look hotter. you have hotter. to pay every time you do it? Yes, it's $6 for like a batch of these AI. It's so dumb. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Wait, that's in- our comp- uh, the Metalurg Media is going to go bankrupt then because our producer sent <laughs> me so many of these. All right, I'm sending one of them to you guys okay. right now. I will this say- This my favorite one. There's <laughs> nothing I, I want to see more than an AI-generated picture <laughs> of Stu Gatz. Jessica, Jessica. <laughs> Oh, oh no. <laughs> I understand that this doesn't really work for the famously visual meeting of podcasting or YouTube because we're not going to show this picture because Jess, I don't think you want anyone to see this picture. I don't know. It's kind of funny. Right, yes, would you be comfortable looks- with me putting it up to the screen so the YouTube audience yes, can put see it, this? Put it up to the, put, I don't have my phone on me, so I can't right. do it. But zoom in on the eyes. Zoom in on the eyeballs. So YouTube crowd. The, something's happening with the eyes. Like, what happened here? Jess, it looks like you got, like, five different botched Botox procedures. I, I don't think it looks like me, I hope. But also, why why did it do that to the eyes? Doesn't AI know not, like, doesn't it know eyeballs? I don't I, understand. I mean, the it's, only called, thing a, it's, it's called AI, for God's sakes. <laughs> the only thing it got right smart. was the jawline, and everything above that is just, like... A, a <laughs> I real... say, they made Midsummer Smeddy with the oh absolute, God. like, most deranged eyes on Earth. Wow. Um, that is incredible. They really, they are disconcerting to me. They make me so uncomfortable. Like, even when I got mine back, I was like, these are definitely not photographs, but a human definitely didn't make them. And it makes me, it gives me like a weird feeling in, in my stomach. See, I like to imagine that it's actually just a room <laughs> full of people having to draw these. And they've convinced everyone that it's some sort of AI. But in actuality, it's just like the room of 10,000 uh, chimps with typewriters thing. It's just a room with 10,000 people trying to furiously draw all this shit. It's, yeah, it's like kindergartners, though, or something. Like, they're they're using the distort tool on Photoshop yes. and just, like, stretching things and then, like, compressing things. and uh, Honestly, Jess, eyeballs. it's yeah. really actually reassuring to see how bad the AI was to this because I was worried for a while they were getting too good and I don't need this stuff to function too well at this point because then we're nearing Skynet going live and all hell raining loose so this is kind of reassuring this is like every time a Boston Dynamics robot falls over on one of those boxes and I'm like yeah fuck you you stupid robot no I like when those people killed that robot that was delivering food in Philadelphia and I was like all right I, the the one good thing Philadelphia killed. did. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. I think it does make me feel a little bit better that like there's been for years like, oh, such and such company is going to fire all their writers and have, you know, AI generated blog posts. And I think some companies actually like do that, but like not to an extent where it can ever yet replace the human touch 
as we've seen with this, whatever com- supercomputer is making these photos, uh, it's not quite there yet. I'm with you guys. I find it oddly comforting when there are mess ups because it's like, I actually just watched a doc about AI and like the music space. And one of the guys was talking, he was like, savor the moments that you can tell where the computer messed up because soon you won't be able to tell. And I was like, Ugh. What? Well, that was like there was that controversy over the AI generated rapper that actually got signed to a label. Yeah. And it was all that controversy wow. because it was non white people or it was uh, white people that had created what was a non white rapper that was using the N word. Oh, I've all never of this. heard about this. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very brief where it had some sort of come up because the rapper had actually released. So the rapper, in air quotes, <laughs> had released singles, what? existed on TikTok, and then got signed to a major label for like a day before all of these rights groups were op- pointing to this like, this is clearly racist in a way that we need to acknowledge and then quickly got dropped from the label. And I don't know what it's doing now, but it was, uh, yeah, it was very strange time, but to Charlotte's point, it was kind of, and there's already artists that are using some form of AI to help them kind of, you know, tap into current trends or put things out like that, where you still have to have a human come in at the end and kind of taste test the whole thing, but it is getting dangerously close. Um, I do wonder though, like what happens to that rapper one like quote rapper the robot like does a ro- is a robot like rapping somewhere in a room by itself like do they kill it like this is a really what happens now what like ha- are you are you laughing I just, at the looked, I just, I just looked at the second picture oh no oh my god <gasps> Jessica I'm so <laughs> this one actually feels like inappropriate to show yeah <laughs> Because I don't know what it did to your arms here. It it's looks like, like Laffy Taffy. I have so I'm like the Vitruvian man. I don't know why I have so many arms. I'm gonna just show the face again. <laughs> <laughs> no one has been done dirtier by this AI service than Jess Smetana. That first so one funny. still. I'm so I'm bad. not sending you guys mine because I know this is a family friendly podcast. So excuse me. It tried to make me look like a porn star in every single one. I said, yeah, I sent only pictures of like shoulders up. And then it just gave me huge boobs falling out of huge my shirt boobs. in every, and I was like, Charlotte. Yes. Uh, same. And it, 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 uh, it's like puckering the lips yeah. and it's doing like this, like, you know, jawline, uh, cheekbone thing giving everyone huge boobs the the guys that i work with look jacked in all of <laughs> this theirs. robot's a like, perv you guys yeah i was <laughs> just gonna robot say is really horrible <laughs> this robot needs to <laughs> maybe the robot is like a person in that it really just needs to find a connection with someone to release some of its tension that is true. We Maybe need the, the AI from her to come into Tinder. this situation. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. You need to find a, another robot to match with this robot. <laughs> yeah. And make it happy so it stops being pervy. To what all would the, the robot the pictures match? What would the robot dating app be called? Like when robot to robot? Well, <laughs> well, I think that it's tough because this is already taken up by another service, but iHeart would be a really great one. Mm. Oh. Like instead of iHeart Media, if you could take that and make it a robot dating service, I'd feel pretty good about that. AI Heart. Oh, mm. about that. There it is. <laughs> about that. Oh my god. Um, 
I do feel like this is also going to eventually be the way that they name bowl games in college football's bowl. Oh season. my gosh! Can Thank only you hope. for bringing up college football. <laughs> I would love that. First of all, I I need to ask the college football fans in the room: is is Drake May transferring? Is that happening now? Are we seeing what's happening? <sighs> I'm. I'm not sure because like obviously Drake's like the whole thing with him was always and I saw there were a couple of fake tweets that were floating around originally yes. saying that he was entering the transfer portal and we've reached that portion of the college football news cycle here but his thing has always been his family has been a North Carolina family and all the ties were so deep there but now that we've got Phil Longo his offensive coordinator going to Wisconsin which holy weird fit alert Batman yeah. it, I went and yeah. I went and crunched the numbers on this um, for Wisconsin, just what we think of Wisconsin, like big burly folks doing fat people, wonderful <laughs> things. I went and looked at it on, uh, true media and Wisconsin or last year, North Carolina, uh, snaps of 11 personnel. So one tight end, one running back yeah. on the field, like lighter personnel. They used 790 snaps of 11 personnel. It was the fourth highest in FBS. Wisconsin okay. had 265 snaps of 11 personnel. They were 119th in FBS. They're fullbacks and tight ends. What is this going to look like? This is not that, the cheese curd shit we grew up on. That's, I mean, that's one of the reasons that I'm confused. Well, because, oh. I mean, I I've, I listened to, sorry, Char, no, I, no. I listened to several Notre Dame fans speculate that Wisconsin could be a good place for Drew Pine to transfer because he's smaller. He is, you know, all of the things about Drew Pine. He, uh, he very much fits he, what a Wisconsin quarterback Wisconsin, is yeah, in our brain. Yeah, he doesn't run. He's, he's an okay passer. Um, so he's just not, yeah. he's just not. I don't want it to sound like I'm saying he's not good at football because he was he played very well in in certain. He's not seasons, not good at football, right? He just he's, could be he, Wisconsin version of good at football. He's got he's got a kink, which is heavy run game, play action quarterback yeah. who can operate and, all and that. Good offensive line in front of him certainly yes. is something that he he needs. But I'm like, okay, that it seems like they're going for a completely different offensive identity than the one that Wisconsin has had for decades. Well, 11 so, minutes ago, Drake May tweeted, could never leave this place. I'm a Tar Heel with the handshake oh, emoji. Okay, Char, that, that wow. honestly, that does it for me. He's not transferring. I mean, they're dropping a, a bag at his house tonight, though. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It, he's no, getting, he's getting, he has a reason to tweet that. I don't think you can transfer after you tweet that though right like i mean you can i mean it Ooh. could be it could be the dreaded vote of confidence though yeah, that is true wait what? i have the utmost confidence well like in you know in sports anytime an owner comes out and gives oh, a coach yeah. or a gm it's like hey we have the utmost confidence and we're not going to make any change usually yeah. like four weeks later they're gone so it's like judas kissing jesus <laughs> at the garden of gethsemane and it's <laughs> like you know a few days later we all know what's going to happen that, that kiss meant more than you know it, it appeared at the time <laughs> my favorite it was one only of those a kiss ever. it was only a kiss <laughs> My favorite one of those ever was when Steve Keim said about Josh Rosen. He goes, he is definitely our quarterback right now for sure. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. this kid's gone. Well, and the Cardinals yeah. put out the graphic yeah. that had that on it too, which was also like, didn't the Bears do that, Jess, at one point? 
your bears, yes. your <laughs> Chicago bears. <laughs> I think they did that like three different times with Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky, actually, oh. like in the same season, if I'm re- remembering correctly. It was so yeah. bad. But that Drake May thing would have been interesting because I think a lot of people right now, Jess, you and I have talked about this off air before. I feel like a lot of places right now, when they go after coordinators, are banking on that potential yeah. idea yeah. that you can get a quarterback or some of the players to follow who have had success with a certain coordinator and a certain offense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, certainly look at USC, everyone. It's like the, the trend of, you know, something works and then everyone's like, Oh, let's get a guy to get all of his guys. And I don't know if, if that'll happen as much. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's like Pitt. I mean, Pitt with Phil Dracovic too. Um, I think the Drake May thing, I, I've heard several college football reporters say that it would have broken the transfer portal and like completely oh. melted down all the NAL deals happening right now because of how valuable he would be uh, in the portal. But yeah, I, I, I think it makes sense for him to stay. I hope he can still like earn some compensation in NIL staying. I, I'm sure he will be able to. It can't be that difficult, but... No, I'm sure he can. I mean, they've that got... That tweet like, must have made him a bunch of money on itself. That or, like, maybe he just... Like, I don't know. Maybe he really loves the shit out of North Carolina. Like... Yeah, nah. that's still... A th- I mean, players still care about, like, the things that we don't really talk about so much anymore, which is, like, they might have a connection to a school. They might have a lot of friends at a school. They might have grown up wanting to graduate from a school or play at a school. Um, if you dangle $5 million in front of them, they might not <laughs> love it quite as much as that idea. But there are still, like, certain things that, you know, he probably grew up wanting to go there and play there and doesn't want to give it all up just to play at like Wisconsin or, or another power five school that he doesn't really have any sort of connection with. Like if things are going good at North Carolina, which they went pretty well this season for him, I mean, not so great for the team. Um, you know, why, why try to, yeah, it? it is interesting to think about for a quarterback losing your coordinator though, because that was the point I made last year when it came to Jordan Addison leaving Pitt was, yeah. yeah, that was obviously NIL was a big part of that conversation, but then you also tried to line up reasons why he would have stayed at Pitt when his quarterback went to the NFL, his offensive coordinator went down to um, Nebraska. Nebraska. And yeah. his wide receiver coach also left. Like, all of them took lateral and, positions. <laughs> and his head coach, like, hates, like, hated the offense that made them ACC no, champions. No, just Absolutely. hated offense. Just hated, <laughs> hated offense, offense, period. Yeah, like, continued to, like, talk shit about all of the good things they did in 2021 well into this season. Like, Jor- Jordan Addison made a very smart decision uh, in transferring because, yeah, that, that would have been probably a weird thing for him to stay amidst all of those moves, like you said. It um it does bring up like with all of the guys in the transfer portal, and obviously we know opt outs have been rampant. Are you guys excited for bowl season still? Like, are there things about this that you're looking forward to outside of the final four and some of the New Year's six games? Like Tulane and USC is exciting. The Rose Bowl is always something that people look forward to, but I don't know about the rest of it. Is it still drawing you in the same? I mean, I think that once the games are happening, it probably will. I think to be honest, the idea of it isn't I I think I I guess I just start to beyond like the tradition of college football what's the incentive for these players for I mean I guess for a lot of them it's the things that we were saying of that we don't talk about about wanting to do it 
Um, but when you have the transfer portal and when you have guys who are like, well, I'm not going to put my whole NFL career at risk and or even next season at risk, I don't know. It starts to – I don't think I would play. Well – is that Gorgeous. awful? I don't know. I, no, I mean, I think there's a there's a lot of incentive for younger players. I think it's, right. it, it kind of depends on which bowl you play in. Like, if you have to go somewhere where it's cold or there's not a ton of, like, fun amenities, you're not getting that much swag, you're not getting paid a lot. Yeah, I could see why it would be like, all right, can the season just end already? We want to spend the holidays with our families. But I do – and, Mike, you can speak to, like – you played in a variety of different bowl games, so you can speak more to that experience. But I think I think now that players are entering the portal, like the weekend after or the Monday after the season ends, um, it's a good opportunity for like freshmen, sophomore, juniors to actually get practices in and like get a chance to play. I don't know if that you know if they're it's a competitive game. I don't know if it like matters that much anymore to like be the footnote on the end of your season like it might have a few years ago but it does seem like a better situation than like unless you're one of the top four teams or or a new york six team your season just ends you know the first week of december or the last week of november if you're not in a conference championship game yeah i, I think it's just the spr- the first spring football game now is essentially what yeah. these games have become it's a bunch of young like i always said my favorite part of bowl practice when i got to be an older player was the best three words young guy scrimmage where you'd basically go out there and do individuals as an upperclassman, and then they would just let the freshmen and sophomores go out there and do full-contact scrimmages and go get good work. Now that's just the entire thing. And instead of the spring season, where you have the same amount of practices, like you get 15 extra practices for both, the spring season you go out there and have a glorified scrimmage where no one wants to get hurt because you're playing against your own team and you're right on the cusp of summer break. For this one, it's a chance to get live reps if you've made – I think it it could be interesting also to see if – because opt-outs are becoming so much more the norm and because a lot of high-end guys are hitting the portal, if this changes at all the way that some staffs, especially of teams that are out of playoff contention pretty quick, manage the guy's red shirt because you get those four games to play around with while still having a red shirt. And so if you save one of those for the bowl game, you can get a true freshman who can is then going to be a redshirt freshman, a full bit of action as one of your key pieces with them being basically a starter and getting to prepare like a starter, which is a totally different workload and we uh, work week for those guys. It's all great practice in that way. So Jess, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's not the cap on the season anymore. It's not sending your, it, it's not as much sending your seniors out on the right note and all the things that we used to talk about. It's a lot more. Hey, you got a chance to start to set yourself up for what comes next and get live reps that are really important for guys. I mean, for just from like the Notre Dame fans perspective, I think it's like a great opportunity for Tyler Buckner and for Steven Angeli now to get, you know, be in a little bit of a quarterback competition for the bowl game and be playing against, in, you know, South Carolina. And I also, this is another aspect of the bowls that I like. You get to see non-conference uh, yep. matchups that you don't usually get to see. Well, like Notre Dame doesn't really play South Carolina ever. So I think that will be fun to see. It's fun to like go against a new set of fans that, you know, you haven't bickered with on the, on the <laughs> internet yet. Um, Mike, I'm looking, so you played in the Sun Bowl, right? Yes. So I the played Champ sports bowl, which is now the cheese it bowl. That's yes. the one in, in Orlando. Orlando. And then obviously the BCS bowl, but you didn't get to play in the pinstripe bowl. That was after you left. I also got to play my true freshman year. We played in the Hawaii bowl. 
So we oh, played. Oh, wow. you were on the Hawaii Bowl team, oh, buddy. Let that me was, tell you, tell us about great, the Hawaii Bowl. Great, buddy, great Notre Dame Bowl game. Oh, the Hawaii Bowl start to finish was what, my favorite bowl experience, bar none. That includes the national because the national championship's not fun. You're focused right. on actually like having to practice hard and do things by the books. And for us, the game was in Miami, but we were staying in Hollywood, Florida. Alabama got to stay at Blue, so they had to live in there and all that stuff. They had the fun time and got the rings. It was really sad. But the Hawaii Wait, where did you stay? Where did you stay in Miami? We stayed in Hollywood. Where Why? even is that? Uh, it's like forty five like minutes Lauderdale. north. Yeah, it's a well, way. It's close to the stadium, though. It's close the to the rock. stadium, and it's away. We were the one seed, so if you're in that, at that point in the BCS title, the one seed got to choose the hotel, and so our yeah. coaches didn't want us near mm. downtown. That's didn't want so us Notre near. Dame. It was we switched hotels the night before the game just to get everyone away from like the fray too. It was there were a lot of moving parts to that. That's why the Hawaii Bowl was way better. All they That's warned why us Notre about Dame lost the hotel situation. Yeah, that's why I lost. <laughs> Tell me about Hawaii, though. The, the thing I remember most and one of my favorite things about Hawaii was on the front end, the security team that was giving us the brief on the plane told us to keep an eye out for people that were going to sell us bunk weed. They're Stop like, they're going to try and put oregano and glue in a bag and sell it to you guys. Did anyone fall like, for it? No, none of my friends, at least, bought, Name names. Re- yeah, no, bought real weed or fake weed, but... There was also back then the best part about bowl. So like it changed when I was in college, but it used to be every part of bowl season that was the best was you booked your own travel to the bowl site because usually you got to go home for a little bit before then. Some places, if you're staying and it's close enough, you'll take the team charter like normal. But in this case, you used to book your own travel. And so you were given based off of where you put your home at a certain dollar amount for the travel to book. And then your goal every time was to book it for the cheapest possible and then pocket the rest of all that. And you get money on top of it. I went to, um, so we got like $500 in bowl money for that one. And I went and blew all of it at Armani exchange. When I got in there, (laughs) my fat ass bought like three Armani exchange shirts and a wallet that lasted me like six years. Mike, what kind of shirt, like black button downs? No. Oh, like, obnoxious t-shirts. t-shirts that had like the checkered pattern that said Armani exchange. That one really with a tracks. Big AE. That really tracks with what you looked like at the time. And I mean that somewhat disrespectfully, but I In think t- you've no. evolved a lot since. It should be disrespectfully because I was wearing that while wearing cargo shorts with a <gasps> rope belt. <laughs> rope? Like the one that bu- that Belko's like football yeah. belts that they sell at American Eagle. Uh-huh. That was my lower half. And the belt <laughs> thing was hanging by like a foot. It was That's horrific. so 2009 though. Were, were the shorts from Hollister or like yes. Abercrombie? Yeah. I wore that those tra- shits to really a tracks. club at the Atlantis in the Bahamas two no! years later. Yes. Michael. Though, I... The idea that I was sexually active at all in college is against all odds. I don't truly. think anyone believes that to be true. No, I know. Based on my description, they shouldn't. But also, also do lock, please. Like, yeah. don't incriminate yourself. Yeah, first, yeah, first off, how dare you've already got my twelve wins. You can't take away my degree now. It's too yeah. late. 
The rest of the rest of the Hawaii Bowl did kick ass though because we went to Luau's Outback Steakhouse is one of the sponsors. So all the Luau's were catered by Outback. We got to go hang out by the beach. Coach Weiss gave us a whole day one day to just go surf and fuck around. That's and then amazing. the day before the game, you go out and do before practice. It's called Pat and Go, where the quarterbacks throw to the receivers. Coach Weiss switched the warm ups for everyone, so all the skill players went and did the O line D line warm ups, <laughs> and we got to go fuck around and do that. And then Jimmy Clausen and Golden had a career day, so we beat the shit out of Hawaii and had a great time. It was the best week. I was a redshirt freshman. It was paid vacation for me. That sounds. I incredible. don't know why you're saying all these like things now that are making me confused about Charlie Weiss and and my feelings towards him. But it sounds like a great time. How many of these shenanigans are players like still actively engaged in? in bowl games like this is still like the situation right because i think a lot of times we forget that like they're going on on fun team trips and depending on what team or what coach you play for like there's probably not that many rules in place and there's probably not that many serious practices around the game oh yeah usually you get all the serious practice done the week before you do the full uh install usually the week before you get there so you're just re-going over it during that week because the first three nights of the week there's usually no curfew that's how it was most often for us and you just went when we went to the sun bowl in el paso we were right across the border from juarez mexico and that was one where all in the lead up our security team is like if you go over there you will like they were trying to put the fear of god at us it was like the thing if it was like from uh, mean girls it's like if you have sex, you will get gonorrhea and you will die. It's like if you go over to Juarez, you will get sent back to your family cut up in a suitcase. Like and oh my god. It was but it was it was awesome because going out there, everyone in El Paso, I tell anyone who goes to the Sun Bowl, nicest people in the world. The folks in El Paso roll out the red carpet for the teams that come there, unlike very few places that you go. And we just went to the three-legged monkey and got absolutely <laughs> blasted for the first couple nights of that week. See, this, this surprises me, to be honest. Like, I guess I, it, you know, you, Mike, you played college football. Jess, you went to a school that legitimately has college football. I, feel I was like, a I was a bowl game groupie. Like I went to all the bowl yeah, games. Right. When I was which one did you? Which like, ones did you get to go to, Jess? Sorry, I'll, after you, Charlotte. I, no, no, I'm no. Curious. I just I just feel like I have this idea of college football being so strict all the time, and I'm loving I'm loving this. Like this is making me so happy hearing that you can have fun. Like what a concept. No, bowl games are a shit show. Honestly, they're great. I didn't know I, that from the players' per, like side of things. Um, Mike, I went to the Fiesta Bowl in 2015. That's the only one that I remember like super vividly because it was on New Year's Day and my phone got stolen <gasps> at the Bottle Blonde the night before. You've told me about yeah. the Fiesta Bowl. It was like a sh- it was a complete shit show and the game kicks off at 11 a.m. local time on New Year's Day. So you have to leave like your hotel at like 8 a.m. to get a yep. parking spot, which is ridiculous. So me and all my this was my senior year. So like me and all my friends went and we were so painfully hungover. And the Fiesta Bowl is cool. And like, you know, there's there's great amenities. It's it's known for treating like reporters really well if you go. Um, but we were in the Notre Dame student ticket section doing push-ups. And there weren't very many push-ups done in that game because that was the year that Ohio State barely missed the playoff. They were like probably the best, if not the second best college football team that season. And they had Ezekiel Elliott and they were incredible. And Joey Bosa um, before the targeting penalty in that game, Jalen Smith got hurt. It was like a nasty game, but we got um, 
threatened to get kicked out for doing the push, the touchdown pushups. And so like several, I was there with like several Notre Dame athletes, like student athletes, and they were in a a heated battle with security guards. And I was like, I really don't want this to end up like in the observer on Monday. We need to deescalate the situation. But at the same time, I'm like, it's our last game. Like we're seniors. We want to do pushups. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) It was, yeah, it was fun. Fiesta Bowl. This all, this all does serve. I was at that Fiesta Bowl game. I had nothing but tequila for breakfast that day. Going, oh, it was so, it was so gross. I'm like, why is this so early? It, it would have been so much fun had it been like a even a noon kickoff. But like 11 a.m., I was feeling so ill when I got to that stadium. Anyone listening to this should just keep this in mind as you bet college football's bowl season. This I was just going to say this. Into. I was just going to Mike, I was literally about to say this. This is why it's so hard to predict these games and why I love doing bowl pickums because <laughs> you can look at the spread. You can look at a team's win and loss records. You can look at who's left for the portal and which coaches have gone elsewhere, but you have no idea like what level the team is at that's going into that game. And there's like always like Notre Dame fans will remember a few years ago when they played Iowa State in the Camping World Bowl. <laughs> there was a report out like the week before the or the week of the game that Notre Dame was like practicing really badly. And like I think Pete Sampson like wrote like, you know, he didn't think like they were going to win and all this stuff. Notre Dame ended up stomping Iowa State in that game. But I know a lot of Notre Dame fans that probably read that and were like, OK, maybe I'll pick, you know, Iowa State or I'll take the points or whatever. But like you don't know, you just don't know. It's impossible to really gauge it just from what information is out there. Right. And just because they have curfew late in the week does not mean guys are following it. Like yes. you can get out. I wasn't one that ever felt comfortable doing that because my station and the team was never that secure and I didn't play well. Home. <laughs> I will say though, one year during bowl practice, I showed up to one practice violently hung over and had by far my best practice of bowl season after that game. There you go. You know, I felt like I was on PEDs. So it is possible to get away with that, but you got to know. You got to know. I have a theory that if you're in your 20s or if you're young, sometimes being hung over can be a superpower. Like I think I'm hmm. I think I Flu wrote game. my best articles in my 20s when I was very hungover. And now I can't be hungover because I feel like I'm going to die, but I think there's something very real to uh That's fascinating. I know that there's also like a number of tricks that college football coaches to do to like make sure the players are actually respecting curfew. Like they'll do the tape over the door or like Mm -hmm. there was a there was a report that Marcus Freeman was checking on all the players before curfew. I think I think it was before the Southern Cal game, which like, yes, memes were made. Memes were made about Marcus Freeman doing bedtime checks. That's all I'm going to say. Bed bed check used to be hilarious for some guys. (laughs) Brandon actually used to always him and um, we've told this story on the podcast before, but when because usually it's not the head coach, usually it's like a player ops guy or GA that are going around. Someone who's probably also going to sneak out and go out right. for some the, drinks. I the ones that are like, <laughs> coach, coaches have their own rooms. Like there's usually a room in the hotel where coaches can go and have a good time. Like bowl season's fun for everybody. But <laughs> they're... um. But uh, no, Brandon and I think it was Tyler Stockton used to like put on little performances when the person would come in for bed check during bowl practice because it was more nights than usual. Yeah. Where they would like walk in and one of them would have the other hog tied with the phone cord from the phone in the room or like someone would be like bound and gagged, like hopping towards the door. It was incredible. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, I love that. Those are good memories. Well, 
I don't know if Charlotte, if you've ever defied a curfew or like snuck out or have any sneak out stories, but it seems like something that some sort of shenanigan that you'd be up to at like one of your like, <laughs> summer camps or one See, of your problem, sailing camps problem, or something like that. The problem is that Jess has known me for way too long. So she- I know you've done something like this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um I'm trying to, th- I mean, see, the thing is that I think I didn't really have the the curfews to begin with. I think uh, mm. I just sort of blew through. curfew. Yeah. And I think my parents sort of gave up and then like Colby College. No, I mean, come on. You're in the middle of Maine. There's nothing to do but like. I like how you trouble. said Colby. I love how you said Colby College. Like Colby everyone College. would immediately recognize you guys were like a bunch of leather jacket Bad- wearing badasses. Yeah. I mean, the the people up there, no, it's more of that there's just literally nothing to do and it's freezing cold and dark the whole time. So it's like a really, people will, you know, talk about going to like big party schools or I think assume that the smaller schools are maybe somehow less of a shit show, but I think it's really the inverse. I think that when there's, when there's really nothing to do and like, we didn't have bowl games to go to. We had the Colby Bates Bowden like who who's the best football team in Maine? Like, come on, D three football in Maine. It was really a beautiful thing, you guys. Oh, uh, can I tell you guys what's a beautiful thing that I'm looking forward to? Yes. So I saw this tweet from Chris Vanini over at the Athletic. Mm-hmm. The Music City Bowl, <gasps> Iowa and Kentucky. This, I believe it's been dubbed the Sickos Bowl for this year. And Chris <laughs> and, tweeted and out. What? I was going to say, Will, Will Levis is Will leaving for the NFL. So. Wow. Yeah. Out of there. Wow. Chris, Chris summed it up very well. Two offenses outside of the top 100 in scoring. Two top 15 <laughs> scoring defenses. Iowa's on their third string quarterback. Kentucky's going to be on their backup quarterback. And there's also not going to be very many first string receivers left. This game is going to be incredible. I think the over under set at 32 right now, and you couldn't pay me Ooh. to touch the over. Or, or, the, or the defenses are just going to score every time they get on the field. Iowa's already. Well, I mean, that would be the Iowa touchdown, right? Uh, yeah, that would be the. But Iowa. I mean, it'll just keep happening so many times that they'll hit the over. Iowa's already <laughs> been a part of a game that went under thirty-two points this season, so they've got it in mm. them. And Lord knows, was that the Illinois? Was that the Illinois game? Yep. That was so. And like, Iowa won pathetic. that game. <laughs> I know. Do you guys know what it was the, the nine to six game? Like the record oh. for for touchdowns by defense in a college football game is. Hmm. I don't Not off the top of my head. I don't offhand. No, that feels like something that could be extremely Iowa. Although scoring a full six or seven points, also not something they're fully in. I think they would prefer the safeties because it's a symbol of defensive dominance without all <laughs> yeah. the highfalutin points. Yeah, you don't want a guy to have to run far in nope. any any phase of the ball God, if no. you're Iowa. You're just you're just grunting and punching the ball out of the quarterback's hand in the end zone. The other thing that I'm really bummed we're not going to get grunting and punching could be the name of this podcast. Um, Mm. All right, guys, let's talk about Jägermeister. They could have written a totally normal ad here, like a really classic ad. They could have talked about their history, the 56 botanicals. It could have been all salesy and cutesy, but they know you don't care. Jägermeister doesn't want to be like all those other ads you've seen and heard. They just wanted to say two things. Jägermeister is great, but everyone has been drinking it wrong. Damn, that's cold. 
drinking it wrong. All right, if that's the case, how should we be drinking it? They are so glad you asked, and so am I, Dad. I'm here to help you. Ice cold is the answer, at zero degrees Fahrenheit to be exact. Ice cold shots of Jägermeister. That's it. That's all they want to tell you. So wherever you are, if you're hanging out with friends or at the bar, call the shots. Cheers with ice cold shots of Jägermeister. Damn, that's cold. And remember to check out Jägermeister at www.draftkingsxjägermeister.com. Remember, drink responsibly. Jägermeister liqueur, 35% alcohol by volume, imported by Mast Jägermeister US, White Plains, New York. Um, well, the other thing I'm bummed we're not going to get is in the Fenway Bowl, now that we've had um, the coaching change go on for Louisville and Cincinnati, because it was supposed to reignite the keg and nails uh, bowl game and all that stuff. And now you've got Louisville's coach taking the head coaching job at Cincinnati. Jeff Brom just left Purdue and announced that he's getting ready to go back to his hold stomping grounds and be the head coach of Louisville. None of them are coaching the bowl game. And I wanted so badly for Scott Satterfield to coach both teams in this game. Yes. I'm sad. So he said he's like recusing himself, right? Yeah. Like, he said he's, what is, he's, what is he's it? Is he, he's opting justice or something <laughs> like this is, yeah, this is ridiculous. Like pick a side. You have to just pick a side. Yeah. But I, it's like, no matter what you do, it makes one of the, it makes one of your teams make you look worse. Like yes. if, if Louisville finishes the season with one more loss, like it might not be on his record, but it's on the, their season record and that will be attributed to him. And if Cincinnati loses, it also will make him look bad if that's the team that he decides he's coaching. Oh, it's a so, full-on lose-lose situation for yeah. him, but it's a lose-lose for us that he's not doing it. 100%. Yeah, this stupid. is I mean that's been that situation all year long for Louisville. By the way, um did you guys see the text message that Jeff Brom supposedly sent to the Purdue team that came no. out? No. Did it start with what with did it start with men? That's what Brian <laughs> Kelly's did. No, this one started actually men. even a little bit funnier. Um How? so this this one started Hello guys. <laughs> Which I don't know why. That's so Midwest. That's so Midwest. It how do you so do, good. fellow kids? Is what that, that sounds like. Hey that's, guys. What, that's what I felt like, Charlotte. Yeah. The how do you do, fellow kids? Hello, guys. <laughs> no, the guy guys as a as a pronoun for like any person is very Midwest because like obviously people in the South say y'all. People in the Midwest, we say you guys, and you call everyone you guys. Like if I'm talking to my parents, I'll call them you guys. If I'm talking to my friends dogs i'll say you guys like everyone becomes you guys so hey guys or hello guys that's peak indiana i love that i think that's it's also new englandy because guys is there's no y'all guys but but the new york i don't think Mm -hmm. though i think to me hello guys is like formal and then it's like the mullet of greetings uh, it definitely is because watch this how this goes. This is in the front party. The Hello. Yeah. Because Wa- watch how this goes after. Like, this is just even more Midwestern energy. <laughs> Hello, so guys. If you're if you're sending that text message, like, we've all sent a text message where you're like, I don't know how to start this. And you're like, hi, hey, what's up? Like, how do you start that text message? Because now we have a hello, guys, and we have a men from Brian Kelly. And both of those feel really awkward to me. I think you go, gentlemen. I'm- Gentlemen. No, I don't know. Eh. Fellas. Hey, team. <laughs> Folks. Hey, boys. Hey, you saw the news. Hey, gang. <laughs> just do just do Joe Biden cosplay. Folks, you might have heard the news. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Big things are happening. Good luck to all of you. 
Oh, uh, the big con. Honestly, the big controversy in this text has nothing to do with that. Actually, oh, go on. so we get past that, and he says, "Hey guys, hello guys. I wanted to reach out and inform everyone that I have decided to accept the University of Louisville head co- football coaching job. While I love Purdue dearly, this time is right for me to go back home. I just spoke to our football team at 1 p.m. today. I will personally reach out to each and every one of you in the next 48 hours to answer any questions. Most people think this was a text sent to recruits because it hints that he met with his team in there. It said, "I met with the team at one o'clock." Yeah, that was confusing. Wait." But is, he, the is best... he not sending this to the team? No, it no, sounds he... like he said he met with the team at one. Who's he sending this to? Is it? I think this is to prospective recruits that might have been committed to him. The real problem in all of this Ooh. is he said, I decided to accept E-X-C-E-P-T. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What's worse, that or arson judge? Arson Judge Arson was judge. funny as fuck. I'm sorry. That was some good shit. Arson and then judge. We, we got a Coke Hamels today, didn't we? We did. So John Heyman, the MLB <laughs> insider, was the one that put out the Arson Judge Coke tweet, Hamels. falsely attributing him to going to the uh, to the uh, Giants, Coke also the Hamels. Niners. Do we think Coke Hamels was him playing it up for clicks? Because I feel like he's aware now. Think about any time you've made a mistake like that in public. How dialed in you are for that next attempt. There's no way he gets it wrong and it's Coke Hamels. Like where it's an actual... I don't know. I... I don't want I you know what I'm not going to be ageist. So He's let's got gray hair. Scratch that. Mm, I feel like in the heat of the moment you're trying to fire these off real quick. I I could see it. I don't think Okay, either way, like do we think this serious baseball reporter <laughs> is like going to risk right. people thinking he's an idiot for doing it again by like leaning into a bit? Like no. He's not like Chris Cody. Like he's not like a <laughs> Levitard show producer who like knows the best way to get out of something is just to <laughs> lean in so far that it's not that funny anymore. I don't think that he had I don't know him personally. I just would be surprised if he had that sort of self-awareness that a lot of, you know, reporters don't really have. Every the the best way to to get people to stop making fun of you is to make fun of yourself so hard that nobody else wants <laughs> to make fun of you for it. And yes. I don't I, I think you're right, Jess. I don't I think of all reporters, baseball reporters are the least likely to do that vibe wise. But if so, it's incredible. If this was intentional if, if so, Meadowlark needs to have already sent this guy a note <laughs> and say, hey, Coke baby, Hamels, listen, Arson Judge. you're all Arson kind of Judge insider. Great. Arson Judge sounds sort of like you're trying to do an Irish accent, but not Arson Judge, Arson yeah, Judge but like not Arson. understanding how an Irish accent works. Arson judge is a judge who just presides over arson <laughs> cases. Like it's an actual profession. I don't like. It's kind of I, maybe he was just texting someone else about something he saw in like Brooklyn Nine Nine. The be- the best meme I saw yesterday was someone said arson judge sounds like a daytime CW show. Yeah, uh, one thousand. Yes, one thousand percent. Yes. Yes. Coke Hamill sounds spot like spot on. It sounds like a the guy who got everybody pills at like New England prep schools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coke Hamels. Yeah, yeah, I Coke. feel like Coke 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 sounds like one of those like old timey names like that would have been around in like the nineteen forties. Like hey, a guy Cokey. just named Coke. <laughs> hey, Cokey, yeah, like Coke Hamels. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> totally. Coke Hamels is voted into the Hall of Fame by the Veterans Committee for Major League Baseball. He's the guy that survived. <laughs> yes, yes. 
for that long yes. and is voted in after he's already left us. We miss Coke. There, yes, there's there's a baseball writer who's like, I will not vote for Barry Bonds, but Coke Hamels has <laughs> yeah. decision to be in the Hall of Fame. It wasn't a PED, it was cocaine. <laughs> there's a difference. That was okay back then. Everyone was doing Everything it. Everything was okay back then. Right. There's a whole That's Mets weird. team that we love because they were Coke Hamels. there's a whole 2013 red sox team we love because they were drinking beer in the dugout so not much has changed do you remember that no oh yeah the red sox like between games were just getting hammered and everyone was like what they're like this isn't the 1940s anyway oh my god who was um? <laughs> oh, was it M- Mike Napoli, a part of one of those teams that was I downtown so. shirtless after they won one of those championships, just ripping heaters? I will never forget when that picture of Mike Napoli was making the rounds. My mom texted me legitimately and said, "What were you doing in Boston last night?" <laughs> when I told her that wasn't me, she did not Are believe you kidding me. me? Did not believe me because at that point it I only had a lot a, like you though. I had a half sleeve. I've got a beard. We're both bald guys. Like it was all there. And he had a, he had an Armani Exchange T-shirt on and cargo pants. <laughs> yeah, that I sent another AI picture. Oh, it's, this one gave me a wide, wide, this is multi-inch <laughs> gap between my front teeth. Oh my god, the uh, the computers are not okay. They're not. <laughs> what, like, what is that? <laughs> the computers oh. are not okay at all. I'm seeing if there's anyone, any, not to just derail everything, I'm seeing if there's any that I can send you that aren't. Wait, but now Charlotte- I can't find them. Where are they in the app? I don't even have the app. I just got texted them by our, our video producer friend, Danny. Oh, here they are. Yeah, no, you can't. None of these are appropriate. <laughs> she said, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely Mike, not. to answer your question from several minutes ago, I'm really excited for bowl season. Actually, Jess, you love bowl season so much. Are you still? Do, do you still do the pickums with your dad and his friends? I have. I've joined. Or do you have a million different? So, so many pickums. Yeah, I'm already in a couple that I haven't. I haven't picked anything yet. Obviously, that's the other thing. I'm like, when? And when am I going to do this? Because there is news happening by the minute. I don't know who's on what team anymore. Right. I need to keep Googling and refreshing. Do one I, I, with a coin flip, like the Jets guy. And then seriously. Do, yeah. See and well, then my, match him up. This is how this is how stupid bowl season is. My brother in law has never watched an American football game in his life, and he won our bowl pick'em last year just by picking off vibes. So if he can do that, like there's really no rhyme or reason. Pick to off it. the vibes, Jess. Just like See, this is people always complain about expanding the playoffs because they want what March Madness is for basketball. Bowl season is March Madness. There yes. is no rhyme or reason. Yep. As much basketball as you think you've studied leading up to the tournament, you're never going to pick it 100% right based off that because it's too random. That is what bowl season is. It's an opportunity for complete and total anarchy. Couldn't agree more. Love it. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And now that the Boston Celtics have slayed the boogeyman in the Miami Heat, 
Boston fans, we feel a little bit more confident about the situation. You can decide right now. And if you're new to DraftKings, you can also check this out. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code GOJO. That's code GOJO for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I also think that there are people that don't watch like group of five or, or like, yes. you know, teams that aren't ranked. And then they'll watch like, like Troy and UTSA in the cure bowl <laughs> or like Troy was, was really good this season in the mm-hmm. Sun Belt, And they'll be like, no, oh, you know, like who cares about that team? And I'm like, that team's better than like half of the sec teams that you root for. And everyone is just like blind to brand names and it makes me sad there's so much good football in the bowl games well maybe not good football but there's so much football it is sometimes it's good it's comfort food right it's just Mm -hmm. always there it doesn't have to be great it's on we've seen i maintain that if the nfl just put on the red zone slate that plays before the start of the red zone on sunday it would rate in the top 100 for the year of broadcasts oh one thousand percent I came out of the bedroom on last Sunday, a few Sundays ago, and and my boyfriend oh, yeah. was sitting in front of the the red zone, <laughs> waiting, music and logo, and just sitting there. Uh, I'm gonna check with him if it's okay that I say this after I say this, but he was just sitting there watching watching the uh, the the precursor to red zone with the like and his warrior music his pants. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> He, Bring me Scott bit, Hansen. I think it was a bit, but there was a. Then he got up and saluted the TV. It was a really, <laughs> incredible, it was an incredible bit. Hey, when that when the countdown clock gets up oh, there. Oh, I love the countdown. God damn! But they started doing on Red Zone now like a really long. Um, they'll show like the pre-show yeah. now longer than they used to. So yeah. I never catch the countdown anymore. The countdown used to be like ten minutes before, or like even shorter i think but now it's like way you gotta put it on you gotta put on way earlier than you think yeah i'm like no i'm i'm still trying to wake up that at that point in my sunday i'm not ready to sit down yet if if i were an athlete i would listen to the red zone countdown music before a game Ooh, (laughs) just sit there with that on your earbuds yeah getting in the zone i like that yeah that's a good pump up song Mm -hmm. is is scott hansen a legitimate celebrity now yeah I'm a Siciliano guy. Ooh, Ooh. interesting. Ooh, I, I, love, I love I love Andrew. Great guy. Awesome dude. Have never watched the DirecTV Red Zone. Me neither. Mm. I couldn't yeah, tell you. I've I've been I've been on the DirecTV Sunday ticket wave for a few years because I gotta watch my out of market Steelers games and spend five thousand dollars a month to do so. Actually though, I do have I do have the student discount rate right now. So it's it's much more cost effective. Stop it. Um, you should bleep bleep that out because you know I don't want people to see yeah. but they're they're gone. Like DirecTV is not doing it after this year. So it's fine. They can they can Oh yeah that's whatever. right. Yeah go have fun somewhere else. Part of- I don't know where it's gonna be but 
yeah, the you if you live out of market, you have to watch the full game. Like you have to pay the extra money. It's the sad, sad reality. Yeah. Although worth every penny, though. The red zone. I think Scott Hansen is is a, a modern marvel of a human. I I'll sit there. I'll talk to Scott. Scott will say something and I'll ta- I'll be like, <laughs> that's right, Scott. And every once in a while he tosses a joke in there and I'm like, oh, Scott. <laughs> he, oh, Scott. He just has a real understanding for the moment. When he came yeah. out of the witching hour that one weekend, <sighs> I forget if it was last year or the year before, and we had had like three overtime games and we were all just crushing up and snorting football off the table. And Scott just looked at the camera and went, football. <laughs> that was all he had to say. That was all he had to say because he knew we were he right here. Audience. Oh. Yeah, he, they, I when when we were having that debate about like who should take over hosting Jeopardy, and everyone was like, "Oh, Aaron Rodgers," blah, blah blah. I'm like, it should be alternating between Andrew Siciliano and Scott Hansen because those guys can read a question. They've got the inflection down, and they understand how to make a moment tense, how to lay out. They know exactly what they can shuffle between multiple players, multiple screens. Like they know exactly what they're doing. They would be perfect for that job. That's it an is the, incredible it is the, call. It's the only thing that combines being a live play-by-play and a studio host. No one else yeah. has to do that. He's essentially right. doing both jobs at once. He's a five-tool player. I couldn't do either. It's impossible. Oh, I absolutely would. This is what would happen. I would just stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's always my favorite thing to wonder. And I've talked to Scott about this. And he oh. does not. Well, and like I think he's been on with the, like with you guys on Levitar, Jess. He doesn't pee oh, yeah. during the seven hours of right, commercial never. free football. He dehydrates. We don't do either during our show because we're we ba- like we never take breaks. So I do empathize with him on that. It's not a fun thing to not pee for several hours. Here's the question, though: Are we sure he really, really doesn't? Because there'll be times where there'll be like a minute and he isn't talked, and he definitely could have peed in that minute. I get mad when that happens. There was a, there was a like probably a ten minute stretch like last weekend or two weekends ago where Siciliano just didn't say a word. Same. I'm like, where are you? And I'm I like, was, are you still I was there? a little. I was like, ah, this isn't what I'm paying for. I need I need some commentary. <laughs> I need something. Give me something. Scott laid off. Like, laid 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 out for a little he, bit. He laid out for too long. Yeah. I was like. Mm, did he get lunch break? Did you get a snack? I That's mean, why I was like, I think you might. There should be two screens up. You should be sh- switching between the one and the other and then put up a third. And so you guys don't like when we get to the four o'clock window like last weekend and we got shit flying everywhere and they're one score games when they just pull back a little bit and let it breathe. You no, want I them want in Scott there. No, I to talk the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, look, I just don't want a pause long enough where I have to think did I accidentally turn off Same. Red Zone and turn on a game? I uh, need yeah. constant reassurance that I'm on the right channel. And that goes for anything that I'm watching. Oh. I need the TV to tell me I am where I'm supposed to be. That is I true. Also- it's, it's Red Zone Inception. You're down yeah. for so long in this seven-hour hole. Because does it happen to you guys where you're in there watching for so long and all of a sudden you like look around you and the whole room's dark because you haven't gotten yes. up in oh hours and you're kind of disoriented? Single- Every single weekend Saturday of this entire year that has happened to me. <laughs> and then your TV's like, are you still watching? And you're like, do you not know me by now? 
Right. The t- like just going all the way back to AI. Yeah, the AI I was just on my say. TV should know Sunday. Yeah. I you already know when I walk out of my house, like, oh Mike, it's this time on this day. You're going to the grocery store or you're going here. Here's how to get there. My TV should know on Sunday. I'ma sit here for seven hours on this one channel and you're gonna like it. Mm-hmm. Our TVs are supposed to be smart. They haven't gotten smarter. And that little button with like, oh, do you want to continue watching will always pop up at the worst time. I'll be like sitting on one leg, painting my nails with like a piece of bread in my mouth and it'll ask me and I'll have to take my big toe and put it across the entire coffee table and click the one middle button to continue watching because I can't do it with my hands because I'm busy and it's such a pain in my ass. I hate that shit. Get out of here. Of course I'm still watching. I'm an American. We're addicted to screens and television and energy consumption and content consumption. I am still watching. That's what I'm saying. We need to weaponize the AI. I don't need weird portraits of Jess Smetana that don't look anything <laughs> like her. What I need is my TV to anticipate TV. my red zone yeah. b- related needs each and every weekend. I just don't understand how if they can learn how to you know, make music, they can't learn how to tell when you're still going to be enjoying a program. Do you think they're Do ever we- going to make AI Scott Hansen? <laughs> I was just about to say that. Do you think they're going to make an AI red zone host? <laughs> wow, no. that was creepy. I'd be what if they so make an AI go? But they're gonna do it, and they're not gonna tell us. Oh, and then one day we're gonna be like, it's a robot. It's like Westworld. What if it's been a robot the whole time? Oh we're God, all robots. Yes, a simulation theory podcast with my friends Jess and Charlotte. What a time! Yeah. Um, uh. <clears throat> excuse me, that was not intentional. I just choked on my own. Um, oh, I thought you were oh, about I've... to like plug. I thought you were about to plug something. Oh no! Like, I'm about to tell by you. By the way, check out my show. No, no, Tell I'm not. I'm not plugging anything. I'm telling you the celebrity sighting I had today. Oh. oh, you know what? Let's bacon wrap this in something. As we round out the show, we usually do a segment called This, That, and the Third Great. with three little stories to end the show. And I wanted to have uh, Charlotte's celebrity encounter in a part of this. Um, as always, this is a reminder point for everyone to download, subscribe, rate, and review this wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and a review. Brandon also normally sings an intro for this. And he's been so doing, you have to sing it. And he's been doing Christmas music. Do you guys have any good Christmas songs? Oh, have you guys seen that TikTok, uh, the John Lennon, Paul McCartney TikTok about Christmas no. music? No. No. Okay, it's like it's like the Beatles. Okay, so it's the first time is the guy doing like a John Lennon impression, and he's like John Lennon doing a Christmas song, and it's like it's Christmas time, people are dying, go fuck yourself, and then he's like Paul McCartney doing a Christmas song, and he's like sing something so, so i can't remember the words but it's like super super goofy and he's like uncle danny's got a new jumper or some bullshit that's my favorite new christmas song what i'm sending hell? it to you guys i'm sending it to you guys it's good it's gold someone listening to this has seen it and they're like yes <laughs> finally <laughs> be on everyone's algorithms i feel I so it. seen um i just like the one where who was it camilla cabello say, she sings it's christmas have you seen that on tiktok <laughs> She says, Merry Christmas. Oh my God, it's it. She literally (laughs) says that. Merry Christmas. And it's like, what? Mice? Moist. It sounds like moist. Moist? Like moist. Christmas. Well, we can trade Christmas tickets. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, well, that's your song for the week, Go Yeah, there you go, Mike. (laughs) All right, well, I don't know how to sing either of those, so maybe I'll do Jingle Bells for this one. Does that work? 
Sure. Technically you guys have more to have... of a winter song than a Christmas song. But as a well, Jewish we are... person, I appreciate the non-denominational nature. <laughs> we are we are celebrating all holidays around here at Gojo Show on Twitter. If you've got Jewish holiday songs, anything for Hanukkah, anything for any other denomination or religion celebrating the holidays here, feel free to send those ideas along. Will you guys sing Jingle Bells with me? I kind of need help. It's not one where I can sing and sound good. It's more of a chorus. A one, two, a one, two, three, four. Jingle, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle, bells, jingle, jingle all the way. way. Wait, I sang the wrong one. You sang <laughs> what did you say? Ah! I sang the Mean Girls one. She sang Jingle yeah, Bell Rock. I think that counts, Mike. There we go. Add this, that, and the third on the end of that one, and away we go. Let's start with this. Um, all right, Charlotte, you have a celebrity encounter that you wanted to tell us about here. I've been waiting all day to hear this now, so who did you see? Yeah, and I actually, this is one where you're not going to be disappointed. Like, I have not overhyped this at all. <sighs> I went into, I never get smoothies. Don't know why. Forget they exist today. (laughs) I love a celebrity encounter story that starts with, I never get smoothies. Never. Just to demonstrate how crazy this was. Yeah, I would tell you guys, not a smoothie. I never I never get smoothies and you're not going to believe this. Okay. So today, for some reason, I'm like, I really want a smoothie. And there's this great bodega like a few blocks away. And I live in, I live in South Brooklyn, like. There, there are famous people who live here, but they're like the sort of like Peter Sarsgaard and Maggie Gyllenhaal type famous people. Like, yeah, which is super fucking famous. Yeah, very. Yeah, but famous. also like look like if you there walk are by them, people that live here, but they're extremely famous. But yes. they're, but they, but they look like Brooklyn people. Do you know what I mean? I don't they're know. They're famous yeah, people cosplaying Brooklyn people. They yeah, blend exactly. in. They exactly. blend in with regular people. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I walk into this bodega to get a smoothie. I get my smoothie. As I'm leaving, Logan Roy <gasps> walks into this random bodega and starts no looking way. at the chips and his driver, who's like clearly a Teamster driver because he has like his little union card hanging around his neck. Brian Cox is like standing looking at the chips and this driver is standing with his back to Brian Cox's back looking out at the bodega like a bodyguard. Like, wow. don't. And he was in like his succession costume. He had like a Were great- they filming by you? I, well, I couldn't find. I sort of walked around like looking to see if they were. Maybe they were driving to like the next location, but I was. That was a big one. That's a big one. Thank you. That is a big one. Thank you so much. Your validation is really important to me. (laughs) Did you feel compelled to try and muster up your best fuck off? Yeah. And then I, I spent the walk back being like, I want some potato chips and like doing a. I had a, I had actually a pretty legit celebrity sighting last time I was in New York too. What was it? I was walking down the sidewalk. My boyfriend, I should add, grew up in Manhattan. So he tends to be um, a jerk to me when I'm like, oh, my God, there was a celebrity walk. Because he'll be like, yeah, like, I don't care. Like, no, I it's literally huge. grew up in Manhattan. I live and I'm for like, it. Okay, I live for it. Cool. Like, we, we've walked past so many famous people. And I've been like, oh, was that Emily Radzikowski? And he's like, stop. Just, like, it's okay. And, and, and like, was that Nick Jonas? He'll be like, just, like, keep walking. And so, anyways, we're walking down the sidewalk. He's not paying attention. I'm just like walking straight ahead. And I look and I'm like, it's Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Just walk by. Claire Danes. And Lee was just like, okay. And I was like, Claire, Claire Danes. That's huge. It's Claire Danes. 
It was Claire Danes, by the way. That was who the celebrity was. It's Claire Danes. I also... And I no also, one cared. No one cared. You're the first person who's cared, Charlotte. I care so much. A, well, I care so much. B, I need to give <laughs> my boyfriend Tyler credit because I wouldn't have known that it was Brian Cox if he hadn't said <laughs> Brian Cox. That's the kicker. That's the kicker. He was, uh, like, he was like, that's Brian Cox. And I was like, what? And then I turned around who? and... I, yeah, I'm so oblivious. I never... Like, one time we were walking down the street and it literally was Peter Sarsgaard. And I was like, <laughs> and and he's like, sort of like subtly nudging me, and I'm like, yeah, that kid in the in the red wagon sure is cute. And he was like, oh, oh no, no. Oh. I don't know if I'd recognize Peter Sarsgaard watching down walking down the street though, because he's like Peter Sars- That's what Sarsgaard. That's I mean. he, he he's one of those in. great actors where he like plays every role so well. I'm like, I don't even really know what he looks like. He just looks like that character and that character and that character. Totally. I do not have the facial recognition skills, but. Tyler does, and that's how I knew Logan Boy was in a bodega. Tyler, actually AI. Yep. <laughs> also a Westworld robot that you've apparently been dating now, so. Well, there's no way of knowing, Mike. No, there isn't. There's no way for any of us to know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow. All right. That was an incredible kicker at the end of that one. Um, <laughs> I don't have a recent celebrity encounter in New York. The most famous person I ever saw in New York was Spike Lee, but that doesn't even feel like it counts because it's New York and it's Spike Lee. And was it at a Knicks there. game? It no, it was just on the street. Okay, then it counts. That counts. If, it, it's, if it's at a Knicks game, it doesn't count because like, yeah, he's just there. Still exciting. I, doesn't count. I just yeah. appreciate the silent plea that shows up in some celebrities' eyes. Like, I'll never yes. forget. I was at the airport <laughs> in Connecticut on a Sunday traveling, as was Randy Moss after he got done with Countdown. He was going back down oh. to Charlotte where he lives. And Amazing. we made eye contact at the gate. And the look, he had his hood up. He was sending every message. And we made eye contact. And those eyes said, please don't do this. Please don't say anything. I just want to fly in the fucking plane. And so I just looked, <laughs> made eye contact, went back to not doing shit. Cause I saw it was all right there. Like we don't, we don't need to do this right now. Yep. I, I don't know if I'll ever get famous enough to not want somebody to say they know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> for someone to come up and be like, Oh, hi Charlotte. You have to be so famous <laughs> for that to happen so much that you're like, please don't do it. Yeah. No camera. Or just be an asshole. Yeah. True. <laughs> Also that, which could be True. a very real and distinct possibility. Um, guys, uh, I want to get to uh, that. The second uh, question I had for you guys in this. Um, Michael David Smith from Pro Football Talk tweeted out that Jared Goff is better that, uh, than Matthew Stafford right <laughs> I now. I saw this. Younger, healthier, <laughs> and cheaper. And the Lions will get a top five pick from the Rams in the upcoming draft. The Rams winning the Super Bowl was an all-time example of results working out on a fundamentally bad trade. I uh, oh my god, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Every once in a while we go too deep in the football internet. And so I think I saw um one of the guys over at Football Outsiders say they were going to pose the question. I think it might have been Mike Tra- uh Mike Tanier who posed the question. 
if you were guaranteed one Super Bowl win, but your team would then finish dead last for the next nine straight years, would you take it? And while I feel like this is going to hit different for different fan bases, unless you are a New England Patriots fan, I'd imagine the answer is overwhelmingly fuck yes. The I need answer to, is always yes. I'm recusing myself from this as a Patriots fan. I mean, I, I could speak to this on behalf of like Cubs fans. We got one World Series, and we've been trash ever since, even though we were supposed to have, like, a baseball dynasty. But Cubs fans never thought they'd win anything for 108 years. Yeah. So you take the World Series and you say, yeah, it sucks that they're kind of trash now. Like, that shouldn't have happened. They should have been able to, like, be back in the World Series at least one more time with that core team. But it didn't happen. And we'll take the World Series. It was probably the best night of every Cubs fan's lives. So you take the championship and you don't sit on it a year later and think like, oh, the Rams are four and nine or whatever they are right now. Like that was a that was a mistake of a trade. Yeah, that's basically saying you'd rather not win than win. Like what what's the I'd I'd rather be Would you rather win and then not win for nine years or not win at all? Like what's the trade off here? I mean, there's just so many things about this that are weird to me. Like, the Rams have one of the most injured teams in football all around. So, hinging this on the quarterback trade, you could say maybe affected their ability to go out and get depth. But the Rams also told us this. They sat there and their GM said, fuck them picks. And basically (laughs) said, we don't care about the future. We're here for the now. And they won in the now. And it worked. It worked. worked. That never works. No. It worked. We saw it work back-to-back years. The Buccaneers did the same shit. They brought Tom Brady over as the capstone for that team. Oh, so I guess it does work. It doesn't never work. It actually has worked. Well, it does never work, but then it just worked back-to-back times. So it's like, all right, like clearly there's some chance for it to happen. And winning the Super Bowl was cool. Maybe Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers was actually a bad idea because of everything that's happened since. Also also fair. That would have been a better argument to make, in my opinion. As a Patriots fan in year three of my next nine losing ones, uh, I just have to say it's fine. (laughs) It gets better. It gets better. Um, Guys, uh, the third that I wanted on here uh, with you guys, uh, Charlotte, this felt especially very akin to you. I saw Marshawn Lynch was on the Great American Holiday Baking Show uh, not too long ago. And so I wanted to pose the question, is Marshawn Lynch the best current or former athlete that we could put on that show or in that setting? And if not, who would be a better choice? I mean, I think he's up there. Let me think for a second. Um, The Seattle Times uh, headline about this, by the way, said that Marshawn Lynch went yeast mode on (gasps) the Great American Holiday Baking Championship. Mm. So I was Mm. sort of bummed. I'm going to be honest. This has nothing to do with which athlete should be on it, um, that it was all celebrities. The The best part of those shows is that they're normies they're baking. But like normal American people, not, not as, charming. as cute and charming as normal British people. I would prefer just to see the celebrities, to be honest. I thought about that too, Charlotte. Yeah. I was like, you know what? The thing about the British people is they have the accent and they all have like cute little jobs and cute little families and cats and stuff. And... <sighs> We just don't, we don't have that here. We're not, we're not a charming people. We are loud and obnoxious and point. just the worst. Yeah, so we just are. put the famous people who we know can talk on camera. Just like cut your losses. Yep. We yeah. don't need a bunch of gruff and sweaty Midwesterners. We need celebrities. 
I'm going to add Malort to my cupcakes. <laughs> I don't know why that guy was from Chicago and Southern. Uh, yeah. I have be- no idea. He's the best of both worlds. He pulled the reverse Brian Kelly. He came from Louisiana <laughs> to Indiana. The reverse um, Brian Kelly, by the way, is also just the Deion Sanders. Take a really cool person, <laughs> then send them to a place that's incredibly white. <laughs> wow. Makes you think. Um, I'm like blanking on any. I mean, I would love to see Pedro Martinez on a holiday baking show. Pedro would be a good one. I feel like, honestly, I would like to have the entire inside the NBA crew compete against each yes. other. Oh. I know that's sort of cheating because they're the easy answer for almost every scenario. Yeah, that is accurate. They are they are definitely that answer. I would like to see every, this is not Amer- Americans, but I'd like to see every Formula One driver on a baking <laughs> of course competition yes. show. Oh, the great British F1 baking show. It would be really good. It would. It would be, I mean... Maybe just the British ones. Maybe you just do like Lando and Lewis and George Russell. Maybe you do all 20 of them. I mean, it would be kind of electric. You're not wrong. Also, um. Oh, you could have Martin Brundle hosting it too. Oh my God. He could do like a grid walk. Like. Yup. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's good stuff. I'm pitching that. I'm going to pitch that to channel four. Did you guys see the TikTok of speaking of the the inside the NBA crew of Kenny shoving Shaq into a Christmas tree and Shaq falls all the way through the Christmas tree? Now, if we're talking about faking things, that's. Took a a dive with them. But you know what? Worked. Still loved it. It It always works. It always works. Incredible chemistry. Incredible chemistry, and I bet they'd be incredible. I, who would actually be the best baker of that bunch? Because there's no Charles way it Barkley. would be Charles. You think it'd be Charles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that so quickly. Yeah, I, I have nothing to back that up. I would go with I Kenny. Think I, I, think, mm, I think I agree with Charles. I, I can know, see though, him in an apron. I think, I, of, I think of him golfing, and I'm like, maybe he's not that good at other hobbies. He's mm. good at golf now. He did get better at it. That's true. He he worked at it and got better. I could see him I caring think, enough to like really try to get a cupcake recipe right. I think that if he did try, he would be good at it. But I think he would show up and just do shenanigans the whole time. Mm. I think Ernie would but like be a chocolate chip on one front piping tooth. instrument. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, long awkward silence <laughs> means that it's time to end this conversation about baking and this podcast. Everybody. Thank you to uh, Jess Matana and Charlotte Wilder. Everyone, make sure you check out the Dan Levitard show with Stu Gotts. Make sure you check out Golick and Smeddy. Uh, Jess, uh, Off the Looking Glass, is that going to be coming back here soon? You and Kate yes, Fagan? Yes, we are working on it as we speak. Not really because I'm on this show right now, but we are working on it. That is accurate. Tremendous. So make sure you guys wait. check that out as well. Charlotte, we know you just finished up with the college football tour this fall here. Is there anything else you'd like to plug here in the interim at the Wilder things on social media is always where you can find Charlotte's wonderful content in the interim. Yeah, just, uh, no, I'm, you know, I'm in the college football travel hangover. So when I have more new stuff to plug, I will plug it. Sorry, I heard you're going to State College next weekend. What? Or I'm sorry, College Station. I heard you're going to oh College my God. Station next week. Jessica. <laughs> catch, catch Charlotte Wilder living in College Station in perpetuity for the next Give me year. A heart <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Boom. Money in the bank.